know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, Podcast Land? This is your host, Jam and Joe, of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. On this week's episode, I'm flying solo. We've got some Atlanta Falcons to talk about. We've got some Atlanta Braves to talk about. A very exciting show this week with me flying solo. So there'll be no three-pointer this week. I'll be working on getting a guest in for the next couple shows. One in particular for our Georgia Bulldog football 2022 preview that'll be coming up here very soon. I just gotta get the logistics worked out. But before we get into the sports conversation it's time to get a word from our sponsor and fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by georgia smoke barbecue authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering you can learn more georgiasmoke.com and so guys i want to get things going here with some atlanta falcons conversation and some things that stood out to me i so i know the preseason kicked off last friday on the 12th of august the falcons were at the lions and so some early things stood out i gotta show some love to former georgia bulldog deandre swift he scored the Lions first touchdown giving them an early lead at seven to nothing the Falcon offense really stepped up there in the first quarter particularly towards the end they got in the Mercedes-Benz red zone and it was a running touchdown by Marcus Mariota with 31 seconds left for the Falcons to tie it up at seven I thought this was a really gutsy call to have Mariota on the bootleg run out for the touchdown Mariota is a really athletic guy as I've talked about on previous podcasts before and the big key with him is health though is if he can stay healthy he can be a real real exciting piece for the Falcons. Some other things that stood out to me as far as the um, as far as things go, we jump to later on in the game, say like the second quarter, and that's when we were introduced to Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter found Parker Hesse, the backup tight end, who was solid and steady last year for the Falcons. He threw, he threw a touchdown pass, and the Falcons had an, had an early 14 to 10 lead. Youngway Koo, Mr. Automatic, arguably the best kicker in the NFL, kicked the field goal. The game was tied at 17. That was really nice to see. Then in the fourth quarter, we jumped to, there was another drive by the Falcon offense and Ritter and Koo went out another field goal, giving Atlanta a 20 to 17 lead. Then with a minute 30 left in the game, Desmond Ritter, who found Jared Bernhardt, the former Maryland Terrapin lacrosse player. And the interesting thing about Bernhardt, guys, is Bernhardt is, so, so Bernhardt only played played one year college football and he was a quarterback at Ferris State but as far as his skills on the lacrosse field he won the Tawaratin award which is like the Heisman Trophy for lacrosse and so we just got to show that Bernhardt is some athlete for for the Falcons and definitely was able to make a play there late in the game for Atlanta and so like I said some thoughts that really stood out to me that that touchdown gave Atlanta a 27 and 23 lead Atlanta would go on to win 27 and 20. Desmond Ritter showed moments of of success. He showed real poise and maturity at times. He was 10 to 22, 103 yards passing, two touchdowns, including the game winner to Bernhardt. Um, and, and so I really liked what I saw out of Ritter. Again, it's the preseason, trying not to take too much out of it, but I was pleasantly surprised with what I saw with Desmond Ritter. The touchdown pass to Bernhardt is Ritter had to roll out to the right and he found him. That, that was a nicely thrown ball and Bernhardt made a nice play to, to score and that gave the Falcons the dub. The Falcons have not done well in the preseason here recently and I know neither Detroit 
Joy does either. And so it was really nice to see Falcons come off the deck, get, get a and get a close win in the first preseason game. Again, I'm trying not to take too much out of it. Some other some other thoughts that stood out to me was I thought, was I thought the running game by Atlanta was particularly strong, and particularly Quadre Allison and a couple nice runs who who ran the ball or who had five carries for 33 yards, a long of 18 yards running. And so so that was nice to see out of Allison. Allison has been with the Falcons here and there. I know he was, I know he's been put on the practice squad. I know he was cut at one point. I, I feel like he's been inactive before. And so I feel like there are plenty of opportunities to be had in this Falcon running back room. I mean, we all expect Cordero Patterson to be the guy, but I honestly think Patterson's value is more flexed out wide as a wide receiver than he is as a running back. And I know they have Tyler Algier. If Algier and Allison and Patterson or, and Damian Williams are able to make this running game game go and that's really going to help out Marcus Mariota and the rest of the Falcon all because because we all know Arthur Smith's background as, as far as offense goes he is a tough-minded phys- physical like let's pound the ball and and play and play bully ball style of football and especially with running the ball so I really think Allison, Algier, Williams, and Patterson can really make an impact all for the Falcons this fall. Another thing that stood out Desmond Ritter he actually led the Falcons in rushing he had six he did it on six carries for 59 yards. Like I said, Young Way Koo, Mr. Automatic, the who most Falcon fans all know, guys, Koo's the best kicker in the league. He's unbelievable. I know Justin Tucker kicks like, you know, 60 yarders and 65 yarders and Jenny, but for my money, Young Way Koo is the best kicker in the NFL. And not to mention, he's got some local ties here within the state of Georgia, going to Georgia Southern as well. So that's cool too. Speaking of guys from the state of Georgia, I got to give props to Falcon defensive back D. Offer the pride of Griffin, Georgia. He had an interception for the Falcons. So D. Offered played in the Canadian Football League with the Blue Bombers and he is a former college football player at Tuscumla College and he's a Grey Cup champ as I mentioned in his days in the CFL. So props to D and the rest of the Falcon defense. So where did the Falcons go from here guys? The Falcons next game is they play on the 22nd of August. That's a Monday night football game at the Jets at MetLife Stadium. That's where the Falcons go from there. The Jets, I saw bits and pieces of their first preseason game against the Eagles. Zach Wilson got hurt. The Jets quarterback, I'm interested to see who the Falcons will probably see. They'll probably see Mike White, the backup quarterback for the Jets probably. I think Wilson's going to be out two to four weeks. So that's how it looks for the Falcons' next opponent in the New York Jets. So now we're going to jump over to some Atlanta Braves baseball talk guys so after a tough start to the road trip against the new york mets where the braves only won one game the braves rebounded nicely and they swept boston in a quick two-game series up in fenway park and the thing that really stood out to me was the infusion or the welcoming of mr von grissom i have not really seen a lot of von grissom play as i know but just from like what i've heard from people who are in the know whether it be on the radio on podcasts or reading articles the 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 thing that's out to me about Von Grissom already is his hit tool. His ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark, his ability to make contact, his ability to make things happen is really, really pleasant to see. And so now the Braves look to a young 21-year-old in Von Grissom who was coming up for an injured Orlando Arcia, injured himself on Wednesday, this past Wednesday with a hamstring. That's a tough injury. I hope Orlando is able to heal up. But this was a time when the Braves were in desperate need and now they turn to 
their number one overall prospect in the organization, a shortstop, now turned second baseman for now in Vaughn Grissom. If you want my thoughts on where I think Vaughn Grissom lands long term, I think it's left field. When Ozzy Albies gets back, I really think Vaughn Grissom is athletic enough to play the corner outfield. And I heard Brian Snicker say, whether it was on his pregame show or whether it was in his postgame, scrum with the media, I heard Snicker say that you could pretty much put Vaughn Grissom anywhere on a base. You could put him anywhere. He's just a baseball player. That's what stands out to me about, about Vaughn Grissom. So like I said, I think Vaughn's long term, I think he's going to be the Braves left fielder of the future, depending on if the Braves are able to keep Dansby Swanson. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I really like what we've gotten out of Vaughn Grissom. I did catch this great stat here from our friends at ESPN Stats and Info. From our friends at ESPN Stats and Info. So Vaughn Grissom, at the age of 21, is now the youngest player to hit a home run and to steal a base in his MLB debut in the modern era since 1900. So that shows you where Vaughn Grissom stands now. He stands alone, or he stood alone on Wednesday night in Fenway Park. And if you're Vaughn Grissom and his family, like, I just couldn't get over how, like, happy and how, like, appreciative and how humble he was. He seems like such a good dude, got a good head on his shoulders. And, like, to be able to make your major league debut in Fenway Park, when you're able to walk inside the Green Monster, sign the Green Monster, when you're able to walk in the same halls that Ted Williams and, you know, all those Red Sox greats of the past, like, no more Garcia Parra, Manny Ramirez, Dave Ortiz, you know, all, all the all those really great players. And all the visiting players, too, like Babe Ruth played there. So many great players. Like, that's the thing about baseball. I know there's only, like, really two elite old stadiums, but Fenway Park has so much charm to it. It's it's a beautiful place to watch a ball game. Just from what I've seen on TV, I've never been. I'm really, really hoping to go here soon because I really want to check out Fenway Park. So, anyway, jumping over to where the Braves were this weekend, this past weekend, the Braves were in South Florida to take on the Miami Marlins. It ended up being a nice sweep of the fish. So let's look at it here. So Friday night, Matt Olson crushed a home run. He also crushed one in game one on Saturday and in game two. So Matt Olson is really on fire with the bat. He's got 24 home runs on the year. Matt Olson is really starting to round into form offensively. And I think another hot streak is, or I think another hot streak is about to begin for Mr. Olson for sure. When we look back at game one of the doubleheader, it's going to be the Chadwick Tromp show. So Chadwick Tromp, for those of you that don't know, is the Braves backup catcher at this point because Travis Darno had that really tough play at the plate where Pete Alonzo collided with him and so Darno's hopefully he'll be back for the Mets series but Chadwick Tromp came up from Gwinnett and performed beautifully. He had three hits and three RBIs. The catcher out of Aruba. So that's cool. The, the Braves and Chadwick Tromp making his name known for us here in Atlanta. And this isn't Tromp's first cup of coffee in the majors. In 2015 he was a part of the San Francisco Giants. So what this weekend has shown me in this sweep of Miami. It showed me the infusion of youth that the Braves have and that they have a real faith and belief and trust in their minor league system. And so hats off go to Dana Brown and Alex Anthopoulos specifically. They've done a fantastic job of bringing up these guys. Whenever the Braves need an infusion of energy, an infusion of light, and the farm system and the Braves minor league and the Braves minor league development staff have done a fabulous job. So let's think about this this past weekend, guys. With Chadwick Trump's big night with three hits and three RBIs. Vaughn Grissom is crushing baseballs like it's no tomorrow. You you also have what Michael Harris has done. He hit a big home run on Friday and then he hit the game tying home run today giving him 12 on the year. Michael Harris has played incredible defense. He's done a great job. Then you think about from a pitching standpoint, Kyle Moore came in pitched really well in game one. And then Bryce Elder today, he struck out 10 and he only allowed one run. So it just, again, it just goes to show that all this young 
young talent the Braves have can be called up at a moment's notice because here's the deal. If you're at double A, you're a phone call away from being up in the show. And you think about, like I said, what the Braves have gotten out of Michael Harris since he got called up. Spencer Strider's done a great job of stabilizing things in the Braves rotation. You think about what you've gotten out of Vaughn Grissom and Chadwick Trump, as I mentioned earlier. Like Price Elder, Kyle Moore. I mean, I could go on and on. The, the, these guys from the Braves minor league system come up here with a mentality of, we want to contribute. You're giving us a chance to contribute and we're going to make the most of our opportunity and help you guys win ballgame. And so that tells me a lot about where the Braves are. Uh, again, Alex Anthopoulos, Dana Brown, all those guys in the Brave in the Brave scouting department have done a fabulous job. And I know there's the prospect rankings about where people's farm systems rank and stuff. And the Braves are lower, but that's fine. I mean, what you're getting here is you're getting quality, not quantity. It, they, the Braves may not have all these like elite top, you know, prospects or whatever in terms of like rankings from like ESPN or whatever. But what they do have is they do have solid guys that are up here ready to play and they're ready to contribute and they're ready to help the Braves win ballgame. I've been really, really impressed in this road trip. I know it was a long, grueling trip for the Braves, but here, but here, but here now, the Braves find themselves coming back home for a huge, huge four-game series against the Mets. You got Spencer starting, you got Spencer Strider starting game one against Carlos Carrasco on Monday night, so that's going to be a big deal. And then you've got the rest of the series to go. I'm really excited to see Spencer Strider against the Mets, especially after the comp Strider made. Quote from Strider, a lot of weird hits. They seem to be having a lot of luck right now offensively, and that's great. It's August. We'll see how what things are like in October. And I really like those comments from Strider. It just goes to show that he is not messing around. And I agree. I think what the Mets did in that last series against the Braves is arguably the best baseball that the Mets can play. I expect the Mets to come down to earth a little bit, and I do expect the Braves to bounce back, especially being at home. And I, th I think home field is big in Major League Baseball. And again, I, I, I just think the Braves are looking at this series for some payback, for some serious payback. The, the Mets sent a message in that last series, and the Braves really are really licking their chops, and they, they want to get a chance to face Carrasco, DeGrom, Scherzer, you know, all those guys. The, the Mets are really good. They're really, really good. They're really talented. But I think this series is going to tell us a lot. It's going to tell us Brave fans a lot about where we stand in the division and how we stack up against our hated rivals from New York, the Mets. The homestand continues this weekend with the Braves facing the Houston Astros in a World Series rematch. So that's going to be cool too. You got the Mets in Houston. This is a huge, huge, huge home series or huge homestand for the Braves. Two very tough teams. I expect the battery in Truist Park to just be on absolute fire this week. It is going to be an electric atmosphere. It's going to be really, really fun. So I am excited about that to get to see all that really fun October in October feeling slash August feeling of big time baseball here in Atlanta because as we know with the way the Braves have been rolling the fans have been coming out it, it's really been a happening place to be and and even when the Braves are away like the Battery is just such a fun place to go I love going to the Battery it's such a great place so big week for the Braves like I said the, like I said this is a huge week for them I'm excited about it a lot of big time baseball coming so I'm jacked up it should be a lot of fun and so guys before we get on out of here this week I want to say this too we're getting old, we're getting closer and closer to Georgia Bulldog football as the dogs get ready for the Oregon Ducks, I'm really getting excited about that game. It should be a lot of fun here in the next little bit with the Bulldogs and the Ducks. I think it's cool that George is playing such a big time opponent to start the year. It makes the offseason more fun. It makes talking season, which is what I'm 
doing right now more fun so college football we're getting closer to it you got the braves in the postseason run the falcons are starting to get things rolling here so it's a really fun time to be a sports fan and to be a fan of the fan for all seasons podcast so on that note i'm going to tell you guys about our website fanforallseasons.com you can check out our merchandise store we have our newly designed and dropped alternate logo t-shirts you can get them in white or black and we also have we also have them in tank tops as well so check that out and you can also go to our website and you can listen to our most recent episodes this episode will be dropping monday morning so it'll be here wherever you get your local podcast that can be iheart stitcher apple podcast spotify all your local podcast platforms so like and subscribe to your favorite local sports podcast that is the fan for all seasons podcast and one last thing guys it's time to get a word from our sponsor and fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by georgia smoke barbecue authentic original smoked barbecue catering you can learn more georgiasmoke.com so for yours truly jam and joe flying solo this week this has been another exciting installment of the fan for all seasons podcast we'll talk to you guys next week see ya